0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 931 of the Juicebox Podcast. On today's episode of the Juicebox Podcast, I'm speaking with Dana. She's had type 1 diabetes for her entire life, and her daughter has type 1 as well. Today, we're going to talk about diabetes through the years and find out more about Dana's story. While you're listening, please remember... That nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you like comfort and you like quality, you're going to love cozyearth.com. Use the offer code JuiceBox at checkout to save 35% off your entire order. Go to athleticgreens.com forward and when you make your first order for AG1 from Athletic Greens, you'll get five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D. And of course, get 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com forward slash box. Just go to my link, sign up and get 10% off your first month. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next Gen blood glucose meter. ContourNext.com forward slash Juicebox. The Contour Next Gen and the entire line of Contour products are highly accurate, incredibly made, easy to use, and they have a beautiful bright light for that nighttime finger checking and second chance test strips. That's right. Second chance test strips. We could all use a second chance. ContourNext com juicebox. The podcast is also sponsored today by, who do you think? Who? U.S. Med. Get your diabetes supplies the same way Arden does at U.S. Med. Go to usmed.com forward slash juice box to get started today. All you need to do is get that free insurance check, make sure you're covered, and then boom, bang, bing, you're getting your stuff just like Arden at usmed.com. Forward slash juice box. Now, if you don't like the internet, you don't want to go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox, I respect that. Maybe you want a phone call, right? You like to be on the phone, talk to a person, that's your vibe? No problem. 888-721-1514. There are links in the show notes of the audio player you're listening in right now and at juiceboxpodcast.com to Contour, USMed, and all of the sponsors. You are listening in an audio app, aren't you? Like Spotify or Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, something like that. Please tell me you are. If you are, follow and subscribe in that app. And if you're not, go get yourself a sweet audio app to listen to the podcast. in.
1: Hi, my name is Dana, and I've had type one since I was 14. Um, so that was in 1974. So do you want to do the math,
0: or should I just tell you? Oh, well, hold on a second, Dana. Let's not. Let's just figure it out. First of all, in '74, I was three years old, and I'm 51 now. So that was 48. Okay. So that was 48 I years ago. Could have been ago.
1: your babysitter. Right.
0: <laughs> so that was. We're off to a bad start on feeling good about ourselves, Dana. But but that makes that like 48 years ago, right? Yeah. And how old were you when you were diagnosed? 14. Okay, so you're 62 now. Yep. What <laughs> is that? Job. I'm, I didn't even use my fingers. i'm feeling good if i could pronounce water i'd be all set but i'm only halfway there so wow so you were diagnosed in huh where's my little pen oh here it is i have to make notes for myself (laughs) sorry 70 74 at 14 years old you were using oh you were using animal insulin right yes okay um
1: Pork and beef.
0: Pork and beef, which sounds nicer when it's on a Chinese menu uh, yeah. than it does when you're injecting it, I imagine. But what was that like exactly?
1: Uh, Well, I, I really remember um, getting diagnosed. Before I got diagnosed, you know, getting up in the middle of the night, drinking, we had this huge water bottle in the refrigerator and like getting up and drinking the whole thing. And having to get up in the middle of the night and pee. My parents knew something was wrong. They didn't know what took me to the doctor. Um, And then I think I was in the hospital for a few days and my whole family had to come and learn about diabetes and what to expect. And I remember them making me run up and down the stairs in the hospital to figure out how much insulin I needed. And
0: Oh, that's yeah. interesting. The running up and down the stairs was part of the diagnostic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was so the
1: doctor could figure out my dosage. But I only took one shot a day mm-hmm. back then. It was in the morning and then was you know,
0: here you go. That and, was it. Just and you yeah. did you eat any specific way?
1: Yes. You had the you I was given the exchange list diet. Right. I don't know. You're familiar with that, probably.
0: I am. Jenny Jenny did the exchange at the beginning of her life. So they gave you, like, it's basically like options, right? You can kind of move them around from meal to meal as long as you don't use too many of them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Every meal you had so many bread and fruit and meat. And um, and you had to try to eat the same amount at the same time every day.
0: Mm, fun, Dana. You're, you're yeah. Just, by the way, I think young people listening are just amazed that there was electricity in 1974 for you to have a refrigerator, <laughs> don't you think?
1: I know. There's just so many things, you know, that you take for granted now. It's like, no cell phones back then, you know? Yeah. You think- uh, and I had so many episodes of low blood sugar, um, you know, because there was no meters. Right. So I... Had several times where I woke up in the hospital um, because my parents, I had um, seizures. Like I listened to your episode with Arden having the seizure. Um, I don't remember much about them except for waking up in the hospital and then giving me orange juice and me throwing it up. And I didn't like orange juice for years. Oh, yeah. I couldn't drink it because I-, I just associated it with.
0: That horrible feeling, yeah. Hey, a question about that, if you remember. Were you like upright and moving, and then the next thing you knew you were in the hospital, or did these more happen overnight?
1: Overnight. Mm -hmm. Only once when I was first diagnosed, and I didn't know what it felt like to be low. I don't remember them ever explaining the worry about that. And I was at my grandparents' house. I was eating, believe it or not, pickles. And then I woke up in the hospital, and that was the only time where it's happened when I've been awake.
0: Awake. So you didn't know you were low, but you were hungry, which now you know yeah. is a symptom of being low. And but and so you're eating pickles, which has no carbs in it, so that wasn't Right. Good, that wasn't going to so help at all.
1: it didn't good at all, but you know.
0: How many times do you think this happened where your parents woke up in the middle of the night and went, Dana's having a seizure again, let's go? How, how often do you think that happened to
1: you? I think it only happened three times
0: and then they made adjustments or you figured something um, out you know
1: yeah i made adjustments which was a bad path to get on because then i always overate because i was afraid
0: oh oh so your adjustments weren't exactly like thoughtful adjustments no, no they were all
1: it was kind of like um you weren't allowed to change your dose that you were taking which seems really stupid to me now it's mm-hmm. like but it didn't even occur to me then so the only thing i thought i could do
0: was eat more. Was, yeah. Yeah.
1: Just make sure i ate something before i went to bed that had sugar in it. You know, so i probably ran high um most nights
0: after that, but
1: but i didn't wake up in the hospital. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, i so, mean, when the technology was as it was, i mean, you're just doing the best you can, right? Like yeah. you're just i mean, listen, we my mom had an illness recently she had cancer it was really terrible and there's no doubt in my mind that if she had that cancer in 1974 she would have died and yeah. that's because that was their understanding of it back then and this was their understanding of diabetes in 74 True. Is, it, is it is it bizarre to you to see what it's like now
1: well no it's actually bizarre to think what it was like then i feel like it was like the you know primitive days yeah um we could, it's it's amazing to see how far we've come, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really thankful for that.
0: What are the what are the timeline leaps that stick out in your mind? Like from animal, like what's the next thing that you think of?
1: Um, let's see. I remember in eighty one. Um, the reason I remember it was eighty one is because I went on a trip with my brother to Austria and. I was able to take test strips to poke my finger and then you put blood on the strip and you compared it to the bottle. But at least it gave you an idea of where you were. Um, And at that point, I would sometimes take a little more insulin, like if I was in the high zone. Yeah. Um,
0: How old were you then for that Austria trip?
1: 21
0: 21 so that's seven years after your diagnosis yeah Um, and and so that's the next leap you remember is test strips
1: yeah test strips and then getting a the glucose monitor machine um that was probably not too long after that Probably two years after that, you know? Okay. Okay. Not positive, but I remember that it was huge and you had to wait two minutes. No, I think you had to wait five minutes with the first one. Mm -hmm. And then you had to wait two minutes. And now it's five seconds, you know? So. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And people still complain. This thing takes forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Well, that's.
1: You know, if you only knew waiting five minutes was really inconvenient
0: so at that point is it still just the idea of i'm trying not to pass out you're not thinking about long-term health right
1: yeah not i mean i knew that it it wasn't good to be too high Mm -hmm. um so it it was mostly like feeling like you're on a tightrope and you're trying not to fall off either end yeah you know like, but I always kind of had the mantra of better too high than too low, Right. Um, Dana, you know, because I couldn't function if I was too low.
0: Right, right. Dana, is there something behind you making noise that you can hear?
1: You know what it is? It's an airplane outside. Is it? And my is- windows are
0: shut. Well, that's okay. Where is it circling your house? It's been there forever. <laughs> oh. Can you yell out and say, please go away? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, I wish they would.
0: Oh, they do you live that. near an airport?
1: Yeah, I uh, live near a, a small airport that didn't have a lot of traffic um, until recently. Santa Santa Monica Airport. I I'm not sure if they closed or what, but a lot of their um, air traffic now comes to Torrance. I see. Well, now see. I'm telling you where I live.
0: Right? <laughs> no one go kill Dana. Okay, there yeah. you go, Dana. I took care of it. Um, <laughs>
1: They'll never find
0: me. There's lots of Danis here, so <laughs> they'll never find me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if the animal insulin didn't kill her, you're not getting to her. What do you think of that? Um, That's right. Okay, so when we hear that noise behind you, it's a it's a takeoff or a landing. Okay, nothing we can do about that. No big deal. Okay, yeah. um, okay. So I had a question. It was my question is why aren't you getting your diabetes supplies the way we do? From US Med, usmed.com forward slash juicebox. That's where you get your free benefits check, unless you prefer the phone. And then you would, of course, get it at 888 721 1514. That's a special number just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Arden is currently getting her Dexcom G7s from US Med and her Omnipod Dashes. You could too. You could also get Omnipod 5, Dexcom G6, Libre 3, tandem uh, control like you. I think you get that. Uh, uh, trust me, they got the stuff. Call them up and see what they have. Here's what US Med's going to give you. 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. They carry everything, like I just said, from insulin pumps, diabetes testing supplies, the latest CGMs, Freestyle and Dexcom. They accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. US Med has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a dedicated 888 number, just for you, 888 721 Or of course, do it online, usmed.com forward slash juice box. US Med has served over 1 million customers who have diabetes since 1996. They want to give you better service and better care. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I love their reordering system. The other day, an email comes. Hey, uh, your supplies are ready to be shipped. Do you want them? You just click a button right in the email if you want, and it's bang, just like that. It shows up at your door. US Med even lets me call up and say, hey, uh, I see you're getting ready to send out a Dexcom, right? But Arden's at college. Could you send them to her college address instead? Yep, no problem. And they show up at college. USmed.com forward slash Juice 888-721-1514. Who else is on the docket today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. couple of things you need to know. First off, did you know it is possible that your meter, the one you have now, is not all that accurate? It's true. Could be true. Contour, they make an accurate meter. Right now, Arden's using the Next One, but the Next Gen, I have it in a box. It's all ready to go. And we're going to whip that out and give it a looky-loo pretty soon. Whether you want the next gen or the next one, what you want is accuracy. You want ease of use, a bright light for nighttime viewing, a screen that is easy to read, and of course, second chance test strips. Sometimes you touch a little of the blood, you don't get quite enough for your handshakes or something, you know what happens. And then, oh, error, error. You don't want errors throwing away test strips. Get those second chance test strips from ContourNext.com. Forward slash juicebox. While you're there, you can even buy the meter online. It's possible that the meter might be cheaper in cash than you're paying now for the meter you have through your insurance company. I don't know, maybe. But quality, quality is what you want. You want ease of use. You want a bright light, a clear screen, and accurate results above all else. And you're going to get that from the Contour Next Gen and the Contour Next One. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. Use the same meter that my daughter does. The same meter I sent to my brother. The same meter my neighbor's using for his type 2 diabetes. It's that easy. We were talking about long-term health. So you're still, it's more about in the moment. But my next, my follow-up question was, did anyone say it to you? Like, were you told you're not going to live as long or like, did you get any of that?
1: Yeah, I did. When I was first in the hospital, no one told me that, but I remember like they gave my parents all these pamphlets to read and one of them had a thing about life expects to expectancy being um 30 years from diagnosis okay and um i remember seeing that and so it was kind of in the back of my mind and when i reached that age i felt like you know i beat it i'm still here you know
0: <laughs> did it change the way you lived your life do you think
1: no no i I always tried to do the best that I could to take care of myself. I think, um, and once I had kids, it really motivated me. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, were you carefree as a, as a young person? Were you sullen? Like, did did you have an overall, like, was there a vibe about you that you were aware of?
1: Um, yeah, I probably was pretty serious. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I think having diabetes kept me from trying things like, um, partying and drinking and smoking and stuff that a lot of my friends did, because I took that stuff seriously that I read, like, if you, if you're smoking and you have diabetes, then stop, you know, it's like, I always felt like, listen, it's hard enough to juggle all this. I'm not going to add more to it these unknowns to it and try to figure those out so
0: okay that's interesting so you know what it's just striking me dan i have to tell you i interviewed somebody yesterday who was 24 and they had such a an older voice and you're 62 and you sound like you're 17 oh (laughs) (laughs) it's so interesting
1: (laughs) oh well i like that thanks
0: well listen everybody would like that that's lovely um okay so so we're we're in our twenties, you, did you go to college? I did. Okay, you graduated. I
1: did. I um, I went to community college and lived at home. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated from there, then went to a university for a year, but um, had it had had an on again, off again boyfriend, and we finally got serious at the end of that year. And so I didn't finish. We got married and then I went back to college a couple years later.
0: Do you have a baby in between there?
1: Uh, no,
0: no. That, why did you, okay, this is an interesting time capsule. What about getting married made you stop going to college? Like, did you feel like oh, I got to go uh, clean something? Because now? It,
1: was, it was too far away.
0: Oh, okay. Distance.
1: Um, I was going to college in Santa Barbara and I, well, I lived in Torrance. You don't know that it, it was a couple hours away. So we just, I'd finished that year. We got married the following fall. I, um, I got it. I got two jobs and, um, worked for a while and then wanted to go back and get my BA. And, mm-hmm.
0: um, just this end up being a lifelong uh, coupling of the two of you. Yeah. Excellent. It'll be,
1: 40 years in November.
0: I'm so glad, because I thought the next thing you were going to say was, and after I got done paying for his grad school, he left. <laughs> so no. Okay, good. Excellent. We're still together. That's lovely. Which is, yeah. Go ahead, Dana. <laughs> which is what? <laughs> Unlikely?
1: <laughs> it, well, you know, it's it's surprising to me because so many of my friends aren't, you know? Okay. Who got married at the same time. So I feel like we're rare. Um, I feel we stay like, together.
0: Dana, I feel like that you have to have, um, an obstinance to stay married for a very long time. Like you uh-huh. almost have to defy what it is to be in a relationship. You're like, I don't care what this feels like. I'm not leaving.
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: You have to, it's a commitment and you have to decide like, okay, we got to try different things if this is not working. Cause I made this commitment and I'm not gonna, um, back out yeah they have.
0: i think of it like getting i think of it like being lost in the mountains and you climb over one mountain thinking well when i get over this mountain i'm going to see the town and then you get to the top and you're like oh it's another mountain over there all right well i'm not going to stop now <laughs> and one day yeah. one day i feel like i'm going to crest that hill and there's going to be a town there and i'll be like i did it but <laughs> i think that while i'm climbing the mountain My wife is throwing sticks and stones at me from the weeds, (laughs) trying to kill me with little, like, paper cuts. You know what they call that, a death by a thousand cuts? You know know what I mean? Like, I think she just, she doesn't want to see me go quickly. Because I've said to her before, Dana, why don't you just smother me with a pillow? Wouldn't that be faster? (laughs) Right? But... No, no. Uh, she, she acts like she doesn't know what I'm talking about. Oh, what do you mean? I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So you guys, you guys fought through it. You had kids. You said, how many did you have?
1: Yes. So I have three biological kids and then we have one foster daughter who is now our daughter.
0: Oh, that's lovely. I thought you were going to say a kid that we stole from the mall. So this was much, yeah. this <laughs> was a much better story. What made you foster a child? That's lovely.
1: Um, My daughter had a friend um, in high school whose family kind of disintegrated. She needed somewhere to go. We never planned on being foster parents, Mm -hmm. but it was a way that she didn't have to leave her school and her friends. And it just we could do it. And and uh, my daughter talked us into it. So, I, and I never regretted it.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, throw in something positive after saying you were yeah. talked into it, Tina.
1: <laughs> well, it, it, was, it was just so unexpected. I never sure. expected to do that. At what, um, what age
0: was she when this happened?
1: She was 16. Okay. And now she is 34. Look at
0: that. You've done a nice so, thing. It's really yeah. wonderful. And you built your family out and, and had an experience you definitely didn't think you were going to have. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it worked out, and she ended up being like a crackhead because then this story would be much different. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be like it was horrible, Scott. Biggest is just a horrible mistake. She she stole our television, so uh, this is a much better story. That's wonderful. Does she call you mom? Yeah. Wow.
1: Sometimes she she sometimes calls me mom. Sometimes calls me by my first name. Well, Dana. Mm -hmm. Um, and same with my husband, but. But she's still, you know, she sends us Mother's Day, Father's Day cards, and celebrates Christmas with us, and
0: oh, that's wonderful. Uh, other holidays. And, well, good for you, that, and good for her too. That she's lucky to have met you guys, and your daughter, who didn't have the knowledge of the of life yet to <laughs> to not say that to you. Something <laughs> she's just like it'll be. a... I guess your daughter was like, "This is a nice thing to do. We should do this, right?"
1: Yeah, it was. It was really. Listen, mom well, mom and dad, I, I just really want to help her.
0: You should have Um, told her to get a job. You should have been like, listen, if it means that much to you, let's see you work uh, a little bit. Right. uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, What was it like to have a person come into your home after all those years? And did, and I guess I was going to ask you if you showed her the diabetes, but I guess my bigger question should be how much of diabetes was your family aware of and how much did you keep to yourself?
1: Um, they were aware, but I really did it all on my own. I mean, like I would take, you know, a shot of insulin before eating and, and it would be out in the open and, you know, I take insulin to the restaurant or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so they were aware and my kids knew. Um, you know, if I started acting weird, um, to tell me to go check my blood sugar.
0: That's about the the extent of it. Was that preferred by you? Was it lonely? Like, why is that? Why are, I mean, I don't have diabetes, so I'm always wondering this. Like why, or why is the wrong word? Come on, Scott, pull it together. (laughs) (laughs) Is it not? A, cons- a consideration to try to involve other people or is it something you're trying to protect them from?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, Cause I know it's been really interesting to me to listen to the podcast and to listen how you are with Arden. And, you know, part of me is envious. Like, man, I wish I would have had parents like that. And maybe it was the age that I was diagnosed. Um, because pretty much it, it was me on my own doing yeah. it all. I mean, um, how much of made- learned how to give me a shot and, but they never really did. Mm-hmm. You know, you think
0: it would have been nice if once in a while they were like, Hey, I'll do this for you. You don't have to do they
1: it. Gave to <laughs> well, they gave me glucagon.
0: They They had to, you were flipping but, around like yeah. a fish. Yeah. They, they had to do something. Well, I, you know, it's funny. You just said that I'm more involved and you, it's easy to feel like, oh, I wish that happened for me. But with the way management was when you were diagnosed, being involved just meant making sure you took a shot and then taking you to the hospital if you had a seizure. Yeah. They didn't know any. Like, there was not like there was other instructions for them except for the eating process. and then And then probably the sadness of thinking their daughter was going to be dead in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. I do
1: remember one conversation with my dad because he had a friend – with a daughter with type one and um, my dad came to me almost in tears because he saw that I wasn't following the eating plan very well Mm -hmm. and said, you know, this is what happened to my friend's daughter and she's blind now. And I don't want that to happen to you. And um, it really had an impact because my dad was not someone who expressed emotions very often. So
0: Shock, shocking to see a man back then be that vulnerable with you, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, especially him.
0: Okay, it, it just out of out of character for him completely. Right, right, exactly. I, I see. All right, okay. So, married, back to school. When at what age you start having children?
1: Uh, Twenty seven.
0: It's a respectable age. I like that age as a choice. <laughs> so, um, we
1: had five years almost before we had kids.
0: You, so, you enjoyed your life for five years, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's never, you know what? It's so weird. It's like, well, I don't even remember what it was like before we had kids. Seems like we always had kids. You know, your life totally, completely changes once you have kids. Sure. It becomes all about them. And um,
0: I, I'm going to tell you a secret, Dana.
1: Take better care of myself having kids. Yeah,
0: I'm going to ask you about that in just a second. I'm just going to tell you first that um, Kelly's away for business this week. And she's in a different time zone. So we're really just not talking at all. Like, there's this, like, slice of a moment where we can talk in the morning here when it's the evening where she is. And so she's pretty gone out of my life for the next number of days. Hold on. I'm dropping. Thanks. And um, Arden's away at school. And Cole's here. And last night I went to bed and Cole and I have been hanging out and doing more stuff because it's easier with only two people here. But um, I got in bed last night and I closed my eyes and I thought, well, this would be what it would be like if I was alone. And then I started thinking about like, how would I fill my time? And like, and I couldn't think of anything. (laughs) I was like, well, I'll keep making the podcast. That's good. But then to what end do I like go on vacations? Do I go see places? Like, what do I do if I'm by myself one day? And it was a very strange feeling. You now, if you ask me anything about us as a family or the kids or anything, I have a million ideas what we should do if we're all together. But I don't I wouldn't know how to live my life by myself. It would be a, a quite an adjustment. So anyway, yeah. I take your point.
1: It's, yeah, it's true. In fact, I think that's, uh, you got to find things that you enjoy doing separate from your spouse in order to keep your marriage healthy.
0: Does teasing each other count? No, right? You can't do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: that's good too, yeah.
0: Well, it's not even, it's not even so much, like this is kind of a morbid thought. Like, cause I was really thinking like, what if Kelly was dead and the kids were adults? Like, Who am I exactly? You know what I mean? If the kids don't need me and Kelly was just not here, like, I don't know who I am. Like, I don't know what to do. And I also thought, oh, I wonder if I'll outlive her or if she'll outlive me. Then I got competitive in my head and I was like, I'm going to outlive her. (laughs) (laughs) And then that made me feel sad. Um, Uh, And I don't know if I'm going to. I have
1: those thoughts too. Like, yeah, what would I do if he wasn't here?
0: Yeah, except I know the... (laughs) I think I there is a moment, part of me that thinks that after the sadness passed I would probably really enjoy myself for like a week and then it would go downhill. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I know there's times where he's gone uh fishing or whatever for a weekend and it's like, yeah, I got the house to myself, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, well, but Ke- it it yeah. doesn't last too long. Yeah.
0: No, Kelly uh <clears throat> in our conversation yesterday, let me know that she's thinking of moving to France without us. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Like that's fine. That doesn't hurt my feelings at all. You can go by yourself. Um, yeah. Anyway, so tell me a little more about because it really seems important. You've mentioned it a couple times, and I haven't let you get to it once. So I'm I'm going to do it right now. But um, the idea of having children making a scenario where you desired to take better care of yourself.
1: Um, I think. Well, I always wanted to have kids and I didn't know if it was possible because I had a friend um, who was adopted whose mom had type one and they had had two stillborn babies. And so that was my thought always in the back of my head, like, oh, I, you know, am I even going to be able to have kids? Um, and so my husband and I had talked about adopting, but we found out about a program that. Um, at a nearby hospital called sweet success where they, it was pre-pregnancy counseling for women with type Mm one. And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to go to this and see what we can find out. And at that time you'll probably be appalled, but the goal was to have your hemoglobin A1C eight or lower to have a successful pregnancy.
0: Oh, I, I'm not appalled. I'm. I, I don't think they even could imagine how to get your A1C lower than that. Yeah, you know? I guess
1: that's the truth. Yeah. So, um, so I did that, and I was able to be in the sevens when I got pregnant, and um, the doctor, um, before that, I was put on human insulin. Finally, mm-hmm. so that was probably. 1986, um, because then I was pregnant in in 86 and had the baby in March of 87.
0: So that's regular in MPH at that point?
1: So, no, I was put on, on a Humalog oh. before I got
0: pregnant. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay.
1: Um, and I guess it must have been Lantus. Right. Um, so that involved taking more shots a day. Um, and I, they talked me into, you know, you should, they explain why taking Humalog before each meal made more sense because that's what someone without diabetes, that's what their body, you know, gives them insulin before mm-hmm. each meal, um, or with each meal. Um, mm-hmm. so it's more mimicking what your body does. And after I had my daughter, I decided I, this isn't bad. I can take as many shots a day as I need to. That's not the hard part, you know. The hard part is keeping those numbers, uh, you know, Where in you line. Want them. Yeah, but, and
0: and the testing still wasn't great at that point, right?
1: Yeah, it was still, you know, uh, it, at least there were machines at that point,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not the little tube.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> and it really, every... When I was pregnant, the doctor that I saw was um, a specialist with high-risk pregnancies. And he had me call every three days with my blood sugars. And I had to write them down and tell him what they were. And then he would say, okay, you know, increase by this much. And, um, yeah. That was – so every three –
0: so he was – He was adjusting your blood sugars based on every three day reports from you. Yes. And, and saying, try a little more of this, a little less of this, eat more, eat less. Like that was, and you did that for nine months.
1: Yes. Well,
0: that's pretty cool actually.
1: Yeah, it was, it was like, man, I wish I could have this doctor all the time. I wish I could have someone all the time giving me the advice. Cause you get tired of, of, uh, thinking about it all the time and, trying to figure it out and mm-hmm. especially when it doesn't make sense you know when you think okay i've done everything the same as i did the day before i'm not more active i ate the same food i took the same insulin why is my blood sugar higher
0: yeah because of the hormones from the pregnancy yeah, yeah just wow well so if we fast forward, how many kids did you have i'm sorry three yeah, three times. And did your A one Cs get better every time at every pregnancy? Yes. Wow. And that—do you attribute that to technology and insulins and things like that? Or, yeah. Okay. Did your understanding change at all? Did you do anything like functionally different?
1: Um. No, and the third one was totally a surprise. Oh. So we were using contraceptive sponge, which I don't think is on the market anymore because it didn't work.
0: <laughs> Did you name your kid after the sponge?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Should have, huh? <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. That ring doorbell thing just went off.
0: That's fine. You're fine. No, these are the people we sent to kill you, Dana. They're on their way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Found me. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, okay, so you make you make three. Eight, in what succession? How long between the three babies? How many years?
1: Um. So my oldest is eight years older than the youngest. Okay. So I had, um, I had her in eighty seven. Then I had my oldest son in eighty nine, and then our youngest in ninety
0: four. Was mm. this after Me, a wedding, yeah. by the way, Dana, or anything like that, or just a regular Friday night? <laughs>
1: Actually, it's like no. I'm not going to tell you that.
0: Oh, I know you and Mr. Dana were uh, pretty. Uh, I see <laughs> active. I get what you're saying, Dana. It's okay.
1: No, it was really <laughs> after a, a very sad event. Oh, oh. So but it was kind of like, yep. I know that's that's uh, when that happened, and now we're pregnant, and I'm sure that was it.
0: Dana, sad sex can be nice. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's, that's
1: right. It, it's comforting.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. it's comforting. But now you, yeah. every time you, every time you think of Pearl Harbor, you think of your daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no.
0: I'm not trying so, to okay. get you to tell me. Don't don't tell me. I'm. I was just. Okay. I, I just wanted to make yeah. the joke. That's all. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't know why Pearl Harbor. When was Pearl Harbor in the '60s?
1: Yeah. yeah. Before I was born.
0: Yeah. Uh, I. I. My. 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 my, my, my What should I have said? Three Mile Island? That would have worked, right? Yeah, there you go. Well, that would have been funnier, actually. (laughs) Damn it. Let's go back and do it again. No, I'm... uh, All right, we'll just... I
1: feel like life didn't start till 1960. You
0: know, that's Mm. when I was born, so... I hear you.
1: Anything before that... Didn't
0: didn't happen. happen. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. Damn those dinosaurs. Um, (laughs) I, um... Okay, so you've got these three kids. And was it that you could tell that it was possible through the pregnancy. So you thought, why don't I just continue on this good care in my regular life? Was it, it wasn't the idea of like, I need to stay alive for these kids.
1: It it was a little, it was both, but it was such a, um, it was nice to have that can feel like you had more control. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, okay, if I want to eat more, just take more insulin. If I want to eat less, take less insulin. I, um, it, it was after that, um, I felt like most of my doctor's appointments, I knew more than the doctor knew, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's fascinating because you don't, you don't have a ton of knowledge about it. Right. Right. And you still are in that position, which that just proves out that theory that living with it is going to teach you something about it. Um, right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So kids are growing up. Are you stay at home mom or you have a job?
1: Um, I'm a preschool teacher. Oh, wow. So it was great because when they were old enough to attend the school, they had to be two and a half and potty trained. Um, they could go to school with me mm-hmm. or go to work with me. And so all their, you know, young years, it was a, a half day uh, preschool. So I'd be home by the time they got out of school.
0: That's excellent. It really is nice. Plus, it makes everything simpler, even like commuting and and everything, right? Because the kids are with you while you're moving to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. Um, do they have any autoimmune issues? And do you have any other autoimmune issues?
1: Um, I do not. But, yeah, my oldest, we participated in, um, oh, I forgot what it was called. It was something like TrialNet okay. where the kids went had their blood tested to see if they had certain um
0: genetic markers for type yeah. 1 yeah
1: and my my oldest my daughter did and um when she was 21 she developed well she got diagnosed with type 1 then they told her it was type 2 then it's
0: that's silly. I don't know. If she like, had the markers and you had type one, what are we doing telling her she has type two? Right. Yeah, yeah. So
1: they were trying to tell her type two. She told them, you know, no, my mom's type one. I want to be on insulin. And she talked them into putting her on insulin, but they gave her insulin and some type two uh, medications, hmm. like I think it was metformin. Um
0: is this in the early '90s? I'm just trying to do the rough math between when. No. You no. Know? When was
1: um, it? Okay, let's see. She was born '87. No, it was like
0: 2000. Uh. Why did I say '90s? It should have been in the in, in early 2000s, 2005-ish, around there. Yeah. Okay.
1: So okay. Probably 2007, 2008.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and so. It's That's a more modern diagnosis, but still not ultra-modern. That's a few years after yeah. Arden. Or, or, oh, gosh, 2007 would have been just a year after Arden. So she's an adult at that point, right?
1: Yeah, she's in college,
0: Okay, um,
1: living with roommates. Um,
0: Do you and she have a connection about diabetes? Do you talk about it or help each other at that point? I mean, because now you know what it's like for nobody to help you, right? So,
1: yes. Although it's like, no, I don't want to go there. Uh, So, I'm not going to make you have to erase anything. So, but yes, we have that in common and we can talk about that. And um, she's probably not going to listen to this. So, all I can say is she doesn't take as good care of herself as I wish she would.
0: Okay. Well, I think, I think that. Recording the podcast teaches me that everyone takes care of their diabetes commiserate to their personality, if that makes sense. And yeah. I and and your personality and what you care about changes as you get older as well. I mean, it happened for you, so right. there's no reason why it couldn't happen for her. Has she had children? No. Do you think she will one day? No. No. Um,
1: we've talked about that. I. I I think she may, she's not married, she's not in a relationship, um, but she has talked about adopting, she's a um, sign language interpreter, and she's very involved in the deaf community. Okay. And um, she's talked about adopting a deaf child.
0: It's a cool job, and that would be a lovely thing to do.
1: Well, yeah, and she so, also
0: saw you foster. Was it? By the way, it wasn't her that talked you into the fostering. It was. No, it was her. It was her. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, she thinks differently, so she'll find something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, right. I she even talked me into taking sign language classes, so so that I now feel I could communicate with a deaf grandchild if
0: if that happens. Oh, that's wonderful. So it's just on the diabetes point you have different goals than she does is that right
1: yeah, yeah um i think for her it's she doesn't want to have to think about it and she doesn't want it to interfere with her job and i'm afraid it's it's going to catch up with her someday if she doesn't you know
0: do you think she's not doing well or do you think your motherly like instincts are turned up to a thousand
1: no, I think she's.
0: There's room not for improvement. Great. Okay, there's room for improvement. So then, let me ask you this: modern day, before we started uh, talking, you said that you went from MDI to a pump and back to MDI. Right. Okay.
1: That's really recent, and it it's because of scar tissue. Um, I kept having. Uh, what, like when the pump worked, it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I wish it worked all the time, but I'd put it, uh, infusion set in and then it would work for a day. And then the next day my blood sugars kept going up and I kept giving myself more insulin and, you know, it took me a while to figure out, Oh, it's the site, take it off. And we were on vacation and I developed this huge lump under my skin, and it got all red. And um, I took it off, and I was just so scared of that happening again. And it, I still have a lump and a and a red mark on my abdomen. Um, and I don't know. I just decided
0: it, it wasn't you, it
1: reliable.
0: Yeah. Did you try? Did you try different sets? Like I don't know what pump you were using. Yeah. But-
1: I. Um, I had tandem
0: okay did you try the true steel yeah and that that's didn't... what I was using okay yeah because um, I had
1: problems with the other ones and the true steel was the one that worked the best mm-hmm. um, and I I think it's just having had diabetes for so many years that I have too much scar
0: tissue hmm. did you just try did you try like completely different sites like somewhere you'd never injected
1: yeah, I tried I tried my arms, it was too painful. I tried my legs, it, it, you know, it just hurt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I tried my butt, which I, you know, never really tried before, but it kept getting knocked out. So I don't know. I just decided to take it off. I may try it again. I mean, I still have it. I still have all the
0: Acouture equipment. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, in
1: I want to see how well I do on MDI now that I, I feel like I learned a lot from having a pump
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and having that ability to to give myself little minute amounts of insulin. So I'm trying that with the syringe, like sometimes when I'm a little out of range, like right. just giving a little bit. Um,
0: Dana, are you wearing a CGM? Yes. And that's working fine for you?
1: Yes. That, um, oh, but you advertise for Dexcom and um yeah Dexcom I think is like the greatest invention of anything that's come along nice because I I never have to worry about not waking up anymore
2: mm-hmm. yeah because
1: I'd have severe lows um you know over the years well I already told you that Sure,
0: sure
1: but even as an adult there'd be times I'd wake up in the middle of the night and all sweaty and my blood sugar was 40 and you know i was just thankful i woke up so um dexcom has gotten rid of that you know because it wakes me up
0: yeah you know i i believe trust me i um oh you know it's funny i've never once trusted anybody who started off the sentence by saying trust me (laughs) so let (laughs) me take that back but i'm very um picky about who are advertisers on the podcast Um, you know, there are other companies and other items that have tried to get on. I'm like, I, I, I can't get behind that with like full excitement. So I, I don't, I don't say yes. Uh, but the stuff that I talk about, I mean, yes, it supports the show and pays my bills and things like that, but they're, um, they're well curated, um, advertisers on my part. So I'm thrilled that you found it. It's amazing. I just wish you could find a way to make your pump work because you could use an algorithm.
1: Yeah. Oh, it has one.
0: I'm saying, uh, how, and so it was. How long did you try the tandem?
1: Um, I had it. I started March of 2021, so not quite a year and a half.
0: Are oh, you really stuck with it?
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, and I had, I, like I was saying, that the days when it worked, it was, it was great. It yeah. was like I'm telling my husband, like, look at this, you know, my, it's amazing oh my range, 100 percent the whole entire day. And, um, I, I know I'm kind of old to be playing soccer, but, um, I started playing soccer back in, um, when I was 39, believe it or not, in, in a women's league. And, um, I would always have, uh, my blood sugar go up instead of down. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was it took me a while to figure out, Oh, it's the adrenaline, you know, talking with my doctor and he, um, so I would need more insulin and it it was always a tricky, um, thing to figure out where I wanted my blood sugar to be when I start playing to keep it from going up too much and, um, you know, taking a little extra insulin or not, um,
0: so you get adrenaline spikes while you're playing soccer, you think?
1: Yes, yeah. always. Danny. No matter what I did, I tried to, you know, just relax. And it didn't happen when I um, went to practice. It was only the games. So for some reason, that uh, competition yeah. did
0: it. Yeah, Danny, you're competitive. I am. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I would say. I would say you're very competitive. Uh, it's just like watching... Um, <clears throat> Uh, literally, like baseball players with type one. People say all the time, like, I don't understand. They go to practice and their blood sugar doesn't do anything really, and then they go to the game and it jumps up. It's because they want to win. Yeah, yeah. You're not trying to win practice. You're trying to right. also. If your kid's blood sugar doesn't go up at practice, they're probably not going to play the sport forever because they don't love it. <laughs> but it but um well. but yeah but uh but that's oh I wish you could use it. Have you tried other pumps? You try an Omnipod? You try? Uh, I haven't. No Medtronic.
1: Uh, No. Um, Well, actually, no. Back in uh, 84, I had a pump um, and I was trying to remember what it was called. I think it was called like Ugly or something. It was huge. So I was on a pump for probably a year, um, 84 and 85, because I have pictures of myself at the Going to something in the 84 Olympics in LA, and I'm wearing this big, huge pump on it, uh, belt around my waist. It mm-hmm. looks so weird. Um, so, to find out how little they had gotten um, was awesome.
0: I cannot and find, wait.
1: I didn't really want to go on a pump until it had that connection with the DexCon.
0: You know, that's interesting. Because so many old school type ones say that, like, like, well, when it works in tandem with something else, then I'll do it. But not until then. It's interesting, like, because you're not bothered by giving yourself injections.
1: No, not at all.
0: And you live through a time where the insulin wasn't as adaptive So you probably don't think about things like extended boluses and temp basils and things like that. So you think, well, there's no value in this. I don't, I don't need to avoid these shots if it does something else for me. Is that kind of the vibe? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was it. And also I, um, retired from teaching preschool and I always worried about, um, the pump and the tubing and kids pulling on it. And, um, but then there's not that problem with the OmniPod.
0: Yeah, try it. You know? Give it a try. Try the OmniPod 5, see if you like that. What's your goal range? What are you shooting for?
1: Well, and I was shooting for 70 to 180. Um, but listening to the podcast has made me realize um I liked your analogies when you're when you said, you know, well, why not 160? Why not 140? Why not Anyway, so I've been trying to be seventy to one forty, mm. um, and I've definitely seen improvement. It'll be interesting to see when I get my next hemoglobin A one C how well I've done without the pump,
0: yeah. and that's going to help me decide whether to try it
1: again or not.
0: What were you? Wh- what kind of A one Cs were you pulling with the pump?
1: Um, I before I got the pump, I was probably six. Mm -hmm. and then with the pump I went um, each time I went to see the doctor it got better and better my last one was 6.0 and that's the best I've had in years
0: but you were irritated by having to change the site so much
1: yeah it just became like it's taking it's interfering with life
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. What, um, what, what insulin were you using in the pump Humalog Humalog. Did you try different insulins? No, hmm. no never occurred to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I just wonder if if it was the site and your chemist and your body chemistry, or if it was, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Humalog is FDA approved for use in tandem. I don't know if it is, but I'm guessing it is. Um, but you know, they say like some sometimes you get clogs and. Um, like, my daughter uses insulin in a pump that's not F, it's not FDA-approved for that pump, which just means they didn't test it in it. But, um, you know, the people are like, oh, it crystallizes in the tubing. And, you know, we've never really had that problem. But um, but still, there's different there's different things you can try. And you're retired. You have nothing but time. You should give it a <laughs> yeah. shot. Um,
1: yeah. Especially
0: because like- it sounds like you had an A1C that was really just great at 6. And you, you have better stability. I mean... Yeah, but I take your point. I take your point about having to switch it all the time. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, Yeah. it is, and it's...
1: Yeah, I don't know. You
0: try InPen so you can get some of the functionality from a pump? like I have not tried InPen. Hmm. It pairs with... I think it pairs with Dex... Listen to me. I think it does. It pairs with Dexcom, right? Yeah. People are like, don't you sell InPen? I do, but (laughs) cut me a break. I get... um. Yeah, I think it does, right? Hold on a second.
1: Yeah, well, I will... Uh, I mean, just keep... I, keep, I never keep, thought about changing insulin. insulin. I didn't know... was it, Is there really that big a difference between...
0: Um, I mean, there could be. I, Arden used Novolog, and uh, we switched to Apidra years ago, and I like the way Apidra works. It, it, it acts kind of smooth in Arden. It's uh, more deliberate. I don't know how to put it exactly. Um, okay. But for Arden, I don't know. And, I, and I've and i never switched back to Novalog, to be perfectly honest. Maybe I just wasn't very good at using insulin back then. But in the moment, I thought I saw a lot of double arrows up and double arrows down with Novalog. Oh, okay. and, and I don't, we don't see, uh, we don't see arrows up or down almost ever with with Arden's care now. Um, you know, when, when, when she gets an arrow down, like something's, you know, wrong. So, um, we just don't see that very frequently anymore. Wow. Well,
1: it's definitely something, um, I'll talk to my doctor about it. Um, cause she seems pretty open to changing things. Uh, when I changed from um Lantus to Traceba, that was a great change. So there's definitely a difference in mm-hmm. at least the long acting um
0: Oh, that's a huge Listen, no disrespect to Lantus cuz but you know in your story back when it when it first came out it was life-saving for people. But Traceba is going to cover 24 hours much more stably than Lantus is going to. Yeah. Yeah. And even
1: Levemir, I think I was on Lantus and then Levemir and then Traceba and Traceba. Yeah, uh, seems to not spike so it just keeps you even
0: Levimir, i had to split for arden even when she was little or it just never lasted 24 hours yeah yeah well so you're doing well i mean you're doing really well it, it, it comes down to i mean it comes down to your level of effort and the return you get for it but i mean honestly you're uh Two years away from being. Let's see. You were fourteen when you were diagnosed. They said you were going to be dead when you were thirty-four. So you're two. You're two. Two years away from twenty years on top of that. And how is your health in general?
1: Uh, really good. I think. Uh, the only um, complications I have are like I've had frozen shoulder. Um, I had trigger finger. I I just went for uh, physical therapy for it and. Mm that really helped. Um, So I feel like where my body is being affected by years of diabetes is tendons and ligaments, which is not something that's that you even read about very much.
0: Yeah. No, it happens. Mike, did you ever hear Mike's episode? Um, Yes. Yeah. Mike, he's had all those different issues. Um, But, but okay. So trigger finger, frozen shoulder, not good. Did any of those symptoms get better when your A1C came down, when your variability came down? Um you see any correlation with that?
1: Maybe the trigger finger. I, I don't know if it's that or me doing these exercises every day.
0: Mm-hmm. What, do, um, what do trigger finger exercises look like?
1: You're, they're kind of like sign language. It's funny because I told the therapist, you know, I want to be able to continue to sign, so you know, I need to be able to move my fingers and, um, it's kind of like making the letter E with sign language. And then,
0: um, it's finger calisthenics it's, then. Yeah, <laughs> you're just, you're, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, trigger finger is not funny, but the idea of you sitting there bending your finger, I find amusing for some reason. Um, <laughs> but okay. So, uh, generally speaking though, your health is good. Um, I mean, you're in your sixties, you're doing really well. You're obviously like on top of things, like you're a great conversationalist and you have a great memory. You're remembering things from decades ago with no trouble whatsoever. So that's all, all well and good. Does your husband have any involvement in your care? Any now?
1: Um, not a lot. Just, he just nags me sometimes. (laughs) And, and, uh, reminds me like when we go on trips, he's, you know, make sure you take the glucagon and, you know, um, he he had to use that on me once when we were um, on vacation. It was before Dexcom. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, but, you should sick him on your daughter. Give him something to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, she lives too far away.
0: <laughs> he could text and bother you. Heard me? I was bothering my yeah. kid by text before we started. Uh, before we started going, right?
1: Yeah, she won't respond well to that. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah
0: hi honey it's just me i was wondering if you pre-bos for lunch yeah exactly <laughs> you don't think i would go well uh that's interesting does she um well no i'm sorry I've, I've we're coming up on time and actually i have to go to the dentist so i'm a little stuck for, oh, fun. for, for being punctual today but um how do you find the podcast this f- fascinates me um well i
1: think when i got on the tandem pump. I um, I had a friend who's on a different pump, a Medtronic. Anyway, she said, oh, you should go look on Facebook, see if there's groups, um, you know, that that you can ask questions. And so that's what I did. And through one of these groups, somebody mentioned the podcast. I kept seeing this and I thought, Oh, I like listening to books when I'm on walks. And I walk every day, especially um, since COVID happened. I mean, there was nothing else to do. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, so I started listening and um, found it valuable and interesting. And I especially like the episodes with older people um, with diabetes because it's interesting to me to hear how different care was Um, even the care I received. And then I've heard a couple episodes with other people who got really hardly any information as um, you know, growing up with type one. Um, So I don't know. I enjoy those episodes a lot. So thank you for putting on us old people.
0: No, I please, I, I, I love talking to everybody. I also think that it's, completely possible that at the time you were diagnosed that in the medical community's mind you're dead man walking at that point and it's just like well we'll see how long we can stretch this out for this person yeah and, and now it's just it's so much different now you know really really just incredible if you think about it in the mid 70s and 50 years you know your people are wearing devices that are talking to each other and making adjustments to their insulin, keeping their A1Cs in the sixes almost like no trouble. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a different world. You know, nobody, nobody gets diagnosed with type one diabetes now and um, gets handed pamphlets about, you know, your life expectancy being shorter. So yeah. it's a big deal. And it, it didn't, is. it didn't get you either. So you, you've really fought through.
1: Yeah, I feel um, really fortunate Mm -hmm. that I'm still here. Um, I didn't know very many other people with type 1, but um, uh, my husband's twin brother developed type 1 after a motorcycle accident. Interesting. Which is so interesting because my husband's been checked many times, and they say... Nope, you're, you don't have any, you know, sign of it. But his twin brother developed it. And anyway, he's passed away, and it he just didn't take care of himself.
0: Yeah. I think you can get... Like, he could have had an injury to his pancreas, right? That they might not have known about? Yeah. Yeah, i I don't know enough about this to start talking about it, but... That could have happened, I think.
1: I think so too. I think that, I suspect that mm-hmm. he had um he lost the use of one arm. Um, like it affected the nerve in the arm. Oh. Um and he just I
0: don't know. Dana, I had a couple of motorcycle accidents when I was young and I'm lucky that I'm alive. So um I I know how how vicious they can be. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever talked about it on here. Well, one day, not today, Dana. Okay, we got time. Let's uh, not.
1: But I'll be listening for that episode. Thank
0: you. The the episode where I tell you how I got hit by a car and flipped upside down yes. and landed on my head.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and why
0: twenty years later I needed shoulder surgery because of it. Sure, I'll tell you that one one day. Don't worry, Dana. Um, okay, no, I want to hear it. I can't thank you enough for doing this. This is a a really interesting walk through decades of diabetes, and and you have a a great. Way about you. So I, I thought this was wonderful. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you. I enjoyed it a lot and um, I will keep listening.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Hold on one second for me. I want to offer just a huge thank you to Dana for coming on the show and telling her story. And I'd like to thank US Med and remind you to go to usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. And, and don't don't shortchange yourself. You want and need and deserve an accurate blood glucose meter. Go to contournex.com forward slash juicebox and get yourself one. Use the same meter that Arden uses. Get your supplies the way she does too. I appreciate it when you check out the links. When you do, it supports the podcast, keeps the podcast free, keeps it plentiful, and I can't thank you enough. Don't forget to check out the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. Join over 40,000 active members every day as they talk about type 1, type 2, gestational, how they eat, all the topics of the day around diabetes. Great support, great community. Don't miss it. Absolutely free Juicebox podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. If you're looking for any of the series within the podcast and you don't know where to start or where to find them, go to juiceboxpodcast.com. Right up at the top, like if you're in a browser, you'll see it at the top. If you're on your phone, you have to hit the little menu thing. But there you're going to find links to the After Dark series. The ask Scott and Jenny, algorithm pumping, bold beginnings, defining diabetes, defining thyroid, diabetes pro tip, diabetes variables, mental wellness, type 2 diabetes, how we eat. They're all right there. I'm just going to pick one randomly. I'm going to go diabetes. Let me think which one. Random defining diabetes. I've clicked on the link. It says defining diabetes with Scott Benner and Jenny Smith. CD. You roll down a little bit. There's a player right there. You could actually listen if you wanted right in your browser or just go, okay, I'm, you know, I was looking for Defining Diabetes Pre-Bolus, that's episode 258, then go back in your audio app and search for it or click on it right here. Defining Diabetes is made possible by Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes. What do you think of that? The internet is amazing. Juiceboxpodcast.com.